Hey guys, welcome to episode seven of the LA Car Dude podcast. We have Tony here. Tony, introduce yourself. Hey guys, um, yep, yeah, this is uh, Tony Masana, aka Baseline CEO. I'm the owner of Baseline Breaks, and it's awesome to be here. This is actually my first podcast episode, so really looking forward to this. Awesome, dude. So, how did you get into the hobby business? So, I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, I'm almost 30 now, but like every kid, I collected everything from Pokemon to Yu-Gi-Oh, the sports cards. Did I take care of the cards then? No, just like kind of just threw them all over the place. And then as I got older, throughout middle school and high school, didn't really have an interest in the hobby, just didn't have the time really with everything going on. You know, when COVID happened, I was really bored at home and my one buddy, Connor, he was starting to collect cards and he goes, yo, there's a lot of money you can make if you collect the right way and do it the right way and started researching, personally collecting some stuff. And then kind of got busy with the job I was working with and went, kind of stopped doing cards about a year, two years into COVID. And then recently in February, um, my girlfriend, she was like, why don't you just go into cards full time? You have a ton of cards. You have a lot of knowledge of sports. It makes you happy. And because the job I was doing before, that really wasn't, it was good money, but I wasn't happy. So, yeah, I started collecting like a personal collection during COVID. Um, Didn't really do it for the selling point, just more so for the personal aspect. And then um, about in February of this year, my girlfriend was, you should pursue a, pursue a business full-time in cards. And I looked into it. Grew started selling, doing stack sales on Twitter. Go, uh, got my following up about double what it was in two months. And then last month, I registered for my business to become an LLC. And since then, it's just taken off into a whole different stratosphere. And I never thought that would happen, but I'm very happy it did because I am happier than I've ever been with a profession uh profession now so yeah for sure so you're doing it full-time now how long have you been doing it full-time so this will be full-time about three months now nice congrats dude i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah i quit my I quit my job like three weeks ago to do this what were you what were too. you doing i was a video game designer so that's actually a, that's pretty sweet it was a pretty fun job, but I did it for like 20 years and I was kind of over it. You know, I played every game. I worked on a ton of different games. So yeah, I was, I mean, my passion is baseball cards. Like I could look through them, like research them, comp them, like just all day, like 16 hours, 18 hours, no problem. Time just flies. That's exactly how I feel. Like I, whether it's posting cards on eBay it's talking to people about upcoming releases or just shooting the crap with people. It's something I look forward to because I get to talk about sports and I get to know so many different people from all over the world, which I think is such a cool thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually doing my first uh, show this weekend. Where at? Honestly, I don't know. My friend invited me, so he's like handing all that, but I bought like those cases, those display cases, I got some fat dollar boxes from just stuff I've been collecting over decades. So, yeah, we'll see. I think I have enough product to fill one of those display cases, but. (laughs) 
that's pretty fun though. Like I, I'm going to my first show will be the national in Chicago in July. So I'm just oh, still I'm developing a game plan. Oh, no way. Yeah. I just booked my hotel yesterday. Um, I'm just going to drive up because it's seven hour drive from Buffalo. So it's not too bad. And I wouldn't mind having my car there. Oh, you're set then. Yeah. I, a lot of people say that because I, I don't know if my hotel is close to the venue and it's a lot easier if you have a car, they said. So, Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, Chicago, they got trains that like run everywhere. So I live. Yeah, I just I feel sketchy. Oh, no way. I love Chicago. My, I go to uh, my buddy lives in oh, what's it called the gold. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, I have buddies that lived in Wrigleyville, the gold something. I know I can't remember the exact name, but I think Chicago is probably one of the cleanest, nicest cities in the country. For like a major city yeah that area around wrigley field i think is like probably the best area to live in yeah maybe we can hit a cubs game or something if there's one going on dude for sure when i was there i i think i was there in like 2008 no no like 2009 10 maybe and uh i i got the opportunity to go to a dodger playoff game against the cubs which was cool. That's dude. Like, pretty cool. It was one. I got one ticket. It cost me like two hundred eighty bucks, and I was sitting in the bleachers. But yeah, guys, if you ever have a chance to go to Wrigley, that's it's a totally different experience. The park is awesome. I haven't been yet. I really, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> my team's the Tampa Bay Rays because we have a. My family has a house down in St. Pete Beach, Florida. But I'll tell you what, it's fun to go to the Rays games because they're good now. But that stadium is atrocious. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Maybe that's why I don't want people indoor, go. Yeah, I don't know why they have a indoor dome field down in Florida. I I don't understand that concept, but to each their own. Yeah, I mean they get a lot of like random storms there. It just like starts pouring for like five minutes and then the sun comes out. Last year, St. Pete was the sunny. It didn't rain for about like almost like three hundred days in a row. Damn. Yeah, you're yeah, stoked, was, dude. You have a good team this year. Really yeah, good. I'm very, very good. Yeah, except they got blown out by the Blue Jays yesterday. Oh, like 20 to 1 or something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, they got a really not sp- fun. They got a really sharp front, front office, a lot of really smart guys. And, I mean, how about the AL East in general? Like, that whole division is – Right now, in a lot of the power rankings, all four of the five teams are in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. So, so you say you do breaks. Where do you do yes. them? And how, can you tell the users like how are the guys how you f- uh, fill them? Because I know a lot of breakers have issues with that. So I break on whatnot, and I also have streamed dumb breaks on Twitch so far, and. Whenever I'm filling a break, whether it be on whatnot, Twitch, I always post the team list, the picture of the uh, case itself sealed on my Twitter. Just keep spamming, spamming, spamming. You just got to keep – you have to hustle. If you don't want to hustle, especially when you're first starting out, it's not going to work out because, one, you have to build a customer list. Two, you have to build trust with your customer list. And three, you want to have returning customers. And to do that – you have to be honest, you have to be respectful, and you have to know what you're talking about, and you have to know how to price stuff and know when you need to lower something or you need to raise a price. 
And I feel like a lot of people just think, oh, I can buy these cases. And pe like, since people don't want to buy cases of cards, those be in the break. And um, it's not like that at all. Yeah. But sure. on whatnot, also for whatnot, it's you can load your break. So say I schedule a show for, let's say, this Friday. I can start loading the teams to buy if I'm doing, like, pick your team. You can put them in the store right away. And you can just start promoting and promoting. And have, I don't know, by, before you start streaming, you're already sold, let's say, 10 teams. So you only got, depending on the sport, like 20, 22 teams left to sell. So it makes it a little bit easier if you are organized and plan ahead. Do they charge a fee for that, for those sales? Uh, what not? Fees are about, let me look. I have it right down here. What not takes about, I want to say, say it averages around between 10 to 13 percent so it's like ebay so it's like yeah but just like yeah it's ebay but it's my goal in the long run is hopefully to have my own platform that like i can like a website or my youtube channel that i'm working on or just straight on twitch i would love to be able just to have a big enough following where i don't need to rely on uh, the customer base of whatnot. But for right now, it's great just getting started and building trust with people. So just take for it day sure. by day. Yeah, just get your name out there. So I've heard uh, some uh, bad stories about whatnot. I've heard a lot of people getting scammed, like people breaking and then keeping the good cards and disappearing. Like how safe yep. is that platform? At the end of the day, you just have to know your breakers and i feel like a lot of them especially when they get bigger and bigger and they have to hire more employees to do breaking sometimes they might not when they're interviewing someone they might not realize like there's some red flags with that person or they're just hiring people so fast to come on and break because they need this people the time that they don't vet them well enough at the end of the day when it's your company you have to be on top of all of that now am i Eventually, am I saying that there's never going to be a mistake made? No. But if there is a mistake made, you need to own up to it, and you need to do everything in your power to make it right. Because at the end of the day, you want customers to return. And the customer, in my eyes, is number one priority and is always right. So, but at the end of the day, there's also going to be people that are just going to complain or moan or whine about something. You're not going to please everybody, and you just got to keep your head down keep pushing forward and just stick by what your morals are and your values. Yeah, I agree on my sales on Twitter. If anyone ever has an issue, I refund like instantly or tell them to yep. send the card back or give them replacements. Like, yeah, I'm all about that. Cause I mean, it's maybe 30, 50 bucks at the most. And it's a customer is worth more than that in my opinion. Exactly. And if I have to, if I have to shovel twenty dollars out of my pocket to help someone or like refund someone, that's fine by me because at the end of the day, I don't want that bad rep or anything. And I just, I've seen like and the stealing of cards, if, especially is kind of that's so shady because they bought that spot. At the end of the day, it's their. If you bought the Red Sox and you get a one of one you're expecting to have that one of one and not see it posted on that person's eBay or posted somewhere else for sale. Yeah. Yeah. 
totally sucks. So back to getting scammed, I have a couple things that I look for. I've been fortunate enough to maybe get scammed one time with like a small card, but I usually, when people get scammed, it's usually for one card, right? And it's usually like a quick decision. Like for example, some guy on Facebook offered me this Will Will Smith, like full catcher's gear signed for 200 bucks. And I was like, wait a second, this is kind of fishy, right? So I started digging around the internet, just trying to find pictures, doing reverse uh, image searches on Google. I finally found it on eBay. So he just took the pictures off eBay and sent them to me. And the price on eBay was like 1800 buy it now. So I was able to (laughs) avoid that. Yeah. So the key with me for not getting scammed is slow down. Like take it slow. Let that's why when you do trades, you rarely get scammed because it takes a long time. A scammer just wants to get in and get out. Exactly. And you can just tell by the communication. One thing I noticed on eBay, I sold like a couple cards and instead like when they have to pay for the card, instead of paying for it, they send me a message saying, Hey, read my bio, text me at the number there. And as soon as someone says that I cancel the sale and just relist the card because one, I'm not giving out my personal number to someone random on eBay Two, you know, that's not how it works. Cause that's how you get kicked off eBay is by doing stuff like that. And it just is always fishy to me. And like not getting scammed on Twitter. I just always ask for vouchers and I, I just do my research. Like I follow a lot of the big card accounts. I know a lot of people in the industry and I, it's not hard to tell. Like if you can just search someone's name in the search bar and pull up all their tweets and all the tweets about them and see real fast if they're legit or not, in my opinion. Yeah. You could check their, how old the account is too. A lot of times you'll get hit up by some dude that just created an account that month and kind of strange. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, for myself, I have a pin, like I'll pin my, but I have a vouch thread with tons of vouchers on there. So, and also if someone asks for vouchers, I will always send them. If someone, I ask someone for vouchers and they're iffy about sending it and it's our first time doing a deal, I'm not going to do a deal with you. Yeah, for sure. Another thing is the scammers, they play off emotions, right? They trigger you to get excited and you make bad decisions you make decisions off emotion so yeah you just gotta just slow down that's the key for me yeah i've done way over my life i've definitely made not just with cards but in life definitely have made some bad decisions and most of the time it results down to me being over emotional or me just playing on my emotions and if you can keep your emotions in check take a deep breath slow down you're going to be just fine because there are a ton of good people in the hobby. And it just sucks that sometimes it takes one bad person to ruin a hobby for someone else. And I hate to see that stuff. Yeah, I agree. Like before Uber and Airbnb, people thought like, Oh, you're going to get mud kidnapped or people get to trash your house. (laughs) But you're right. There's more nice people than bad people out there. Exactly. And that's why I tell myself every day. It's like, just like, for example, with like police, just because there's one bad cop doesn't make all bad cop, all cops bad or vice versa. Just because there's 
just one bad person of a certain race doesn't make the rest of the race bad. It's always the 0.1% of each category that ruins it for the rest of us. And everyone likes to make judgments off the 0.01% instead of the 99.9%. Well, yeah, for sure. So back to breaking. So you said you you just started like doing this full time. Where do you see this in like three to five years? Where do you see breaking? I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, honestly. I mean, there's, I feel like more people are getting into the hobby, especially with technology today, with all the apps, social media. I mean, with uh, there's Discord groups, there's whatnot, there's Phonetics is about to start their own streaming service. I mean, oh, yeah? there's just, yeah, that's what I, I registered to become a streamer on there. If you search it on Google, you can find it out too. Because, yeah, Fanatics is going to launch their own platform as well. And I just, with all, like, the different products coming out, too, there's always, like, a niche for everybody. Like, there's something for everybody in the hobby, whether it be you're collecting basketball or you're collecting Star Wars cards or there's, I mean, I got in a break a couple weeks ago that was Civil War cards. (laughs) I thought, and I love history, so I thought that was fun. (laughs) But there's just stuff all over for everybody. And to me, cards are like kind of like a physical NFT. You can hold it, you can touch it, you can feel it, and you can sell it. And I think it's just something that can – it's been going on, what, since the early 1900s? Cards have been being made. So it, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to stop. It always seems like people will collect them because everyone – there's always going to be sports as long as we're on this earth. Yeah, for sure. Like even hundreds of years, people have always had little cars with images on them. So yep. I, th- I agree with that. And just like, I mean, they what they used to put base or in the baseball cards, they used to put packs of gum. Or when you used to buy cigarettes, they had baseball cards in there. They, like that was to attract kids. Kind of a messed up method, but that's what, <laughs> before we knew anything about cigarettes. Yeah, that was pretty nuts those are some cool packs though having those it's funny once in a while i'll see one on facebook or somewhere where a dude has a pack and it just looks like some old cigarette pack but everyone knows there's like some crazy card in there i think it's just one card right kim and him i think it was yeah i believe it was one i have never i've never seen one in person but i would honestly wouldn't mind one day having one in person to see what it looks like when you open it would you open one if you had it or would you leave it sealed? Oh, for sure. No, I, I, if I, if I had Life one break. for the first one, I would open it. Yeah, I would open it. Just next thing you know, I pull out the Onus Wagner or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, dude. So let's see. Okay, let's talk about your business a little bit. Um, I know a lot of people out there. They break. They make money. They do their taxes under their personal taxes. And I know you have an LLC and I do as well. When is a good time for someone to, I guess, officially register their company and get a tax ID and things like that? I think it depends on how much you actually want to dedicate to the hobby. If you're doing it as, let's say, let's say like how you were doing video game designing and cards were probably like a side thing to you. Well, if you have a full-time job and you're just doing it to make extra money, then you don't really need to make it an LLC. But if you see a future and you want to build a brand and a business, 
And I think it's smart because not only does it help with obviously like taxes and the sports cards or whatever, it helps you build relationships with banks, with financial centers, because you have a registered business that you, you, so you have to have a bank with it. And at the end of the day, down the road, you're building credit with it. Who knows what you can get funding for now that you have an LLC and a business, because if you keep building good relationships, it's, there's so much potential and what you can do and where you can take your own company. But it all depends on also like the team you have around you. Like my best friend and my roommate is my CFO and he has a full-time job, but he's doing this with me because his goal, he believes that by next year in February, this will be made, we will be making more money than he's making at his own job right now. And it's just so cool to have like this kid that I grew up with see, believe in me enough that he's now joining on with me. He invested in the company. He's got a share in the company. And then all my breakers are guys I've grown up with and people I trust. Now, what else? I, I'm eventually going to have to hire people that I didn't grow up with and people that I don't know as well. And that's where it gets a little scary because like you said, like people get scammed and everything and I'm going to have to do a really good job vetting people because at the end of the day, I'm the face of this company. And if someone screws up, it messes up my reputation and I have to do the damage control. So when you're getting into this, you got to have a whole game plan, a business plan, and you got to make sure you have your financial straight because you need money to, like you need to have some money to be able to invest in product to start to pay for like lawyer fees, to pay for wax, to pay for cards, like et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you have your life together before you go into this because I am swamped now that I started this because I, like you said, you're working 16, 18 hours doing these cards. I'm the same boat over here and you have to be ready to make, take that full plunge head first. If you're not, then I would just keep doing it on the side for until you're ready to make that commitment. Yeah. When you register a business, like a new business, there's also a lot of grants. Like there's a lot of yep. companies and nonprofits out there that offer grants. So you just don't, you don't have to just go to a bank to get like a bank loan. You could get grants for it. I, w I was fortunate because I, from working since I was 18 years old and investing my money smartly, I didn't have to take out any loans. I invested my own money into it, all of it. So the fact that I don't have to pay anyone back right now is a beautiful feeling, but you're right. If there is ways to get money, if you don't have the ability to fund it yourself, just make sure you're ready and like know what your interest rates are because you're going to have to eventually pay that back. So you better have a game plan and how you're going to make that money. Yeah, for sure. So what's your advice on somebody getting into this uh, like full-time hobby job, let's call it, should they go into breaking? Should they do, should they start with small stack sales on Twitter? Like what would you, so what's your opinion? My, my advice is do not start buying wax. You first, like I started doing stack sales on Twitter and just, so I started in February with my first stack sale. I had about 90 sales total. Then the next month I did another stack sale. I had about 200 sales. So I more than doubled it, had about 90% return customer rate. And I think just selling, buy like low end cards at, in a bulk rate, like a dollar to $20 cards, buy them in bulk. 
price them, and then you price them out so you make money and you build that trust with people because at the end of the sale, you have to ship out their cards after they pay you. And that just, that that's what I think is the best way. Now, there's other people that say go in and break in if you're able to do that. But with all the breakers there are now in the marketplace, it's a very tough field to break into without having a customer base already, I believe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I have a lot of followers on Twitter, but it doesn't automatically convert to filling breaks, right? It's No, it's it does diff- not. Totally different. Like, I... It's my first break when I did that Bowman hobby case break. When I got that case, I'm like, I'm going to fill this so fast. I got this. I built my following up in three months. It took me like a week to fill. And I had to hustle. And that was an expensive case. I made, I still ended up making money. But now, after, after that break last week, me and my team, we sat down and we're like, okay, we got 30, I got 3,500 followers on Twitter. I have for my, company's twitter i mean i have about 600 followers on our instagram we have about 600 followers but we made those um about a month ago so for right now that's not bad at all but and on whatnot i've gotten 1300 followers in a month i have a plan now i need to get to a certain amount of followers before i start trying to do another hobby case break so my plan now, I'm doing blaster breaks because it's a cheaper entry point, a good, good way to get following, and you can still pull very good cards out of those in a full case of blasters. So it's just all about trial and error. You got to see what works for you at the time and what doesn't work for you at the time. I would Don't go out and buy a case of Flawless for your first break because guess what? Those are very expensive spots, and unless you have a good following, you're not going to fill that anytime soon. The next thing you know, you're down eight to 10, 16 grand, whatever you're spending on the case. Yeah, for sure. So how often do you tweet out to try and fill a break uh, per day? Probably about 10 to 20 times, depending on how many spots I've left. Yeah, I am tweeting out a ton and always responding and interacting with people. My thing is I'm never too big to respond to someone at all. you I very much pride myself on customer service and being personable. Whereas so many people I've seen bigger breakers, they don't really give a shit. Excuse my French, I don't know if I can swear, sorry. <laughs> um, but I've seen so many bigger breakers just once they get, they start, when I first started watching them, when they didn't have too many followers, they were so much more personable. I don't know what happens when you get bigger, but I have meetings weekly with my team that say customer service, customer service, customer service, and respond to them. Be nice. Don't don't be a jerk for no reason. And if someone's being a jerk to you, kill them with kindness because it's only going to make that person even more mad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like you said, it only takes a few seconds to respond to somebody. Yep. And eventually my goal is I'm going to hire a full, full on PR team. Eventually that the goal for next year is to have a legit, very well brought together PR team. Cause eventually it's going to be tough for me to, I can cause my whole team has the responds to people's messages, 
but eventually we're going to need to have a bigger team because I just have a feeling we're on the right path. That's good. So you're growing. Yes. Very. Yeah. I, I can't believe how fast it's going. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming. Oh, big time for me. It is too. I'm doing PSA subs. I'm doing those sales. I'll do like 200, 300 card sales. Like the last sale I had. Oh, I've seen. (laughs) Yeah. Last sale we had, we had 52 different customers to mail to. So luckily I got a guy that helps me. He handles all the shipping or else I wouldn't be able to do it. You want to know who handles all the shipping still? This guy right here. You? I do all the shipping. Yeah. I do. Even so my buddies, they did, my two breakers did a break at their house on, Monday, and I was over there till about 2 a.m. because uh, at the end of the day, I like do I like packaging stuff because I have a certain method to my madness, and I wanted it to be the same way over time. And right now, I'm still I I don't it's not that I don't trust my breakers to do it like me, but I want them to see how I do it every time so they get in the habit of doing it the same way. Because once you start changing things up, especially if you have different breakers people like don't like that. Like they get used, they get comfortable with the way you've been doing it. And I've built that trust with people that I make, I'm making sure I keep. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to start doing some, I don't know what you call them tutorial videos or how to videos. Uh, one of the things I want to do is shipping because yesterday I got a, a card in a wrapped up in a dog pee pad. And I was like, no, you didn't. I no, you God. didn't. I swear to God, I have I have a tweet about it. It has a over hundred thousand views, <laughs> tons of retweets. Like kind of went a little viral yesterday, dude. Classic. Oh my God! Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I I mean, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious, but yeah. So like, I want to do some dirty-ish. tutorials, huh? <laughs> Did you see it, it? So dirty too. I'm looking at it's- it right now. <laughs> And it's like a two hundred dollar card in there. Oh man, yeah. So that's what I want to do, dude. I want to. That's a dope. People... That's a dope Kershaw. I like that Kershaw. Oh, dude, it's an SSP. Two have shown up in the last like year and a half, and I bought both of them. So super hard to come by. SSP opening day, and he's holding a bat. People love pitchers holding bats or batting yep. because that kind of ended. It did end. So yeah, it's yeah, right. Super I mean, sought after for Kershaw fans. Baseball rules are baseball rules are changing a lot lately. Oh, you mean in the game? Yeah, it's I. What, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think of speaking of baseball? Not to get off track, but what do you think of the rule changes for the game? The pitch clock the at first. At first, I was a little mad about the pitch clock because the thing I love about baseball is there's no time. There's not a clock. Right. Yeah. So now there's a clock. I think it's I mean, they just want to attract more more viewers and people are all about instant satisfaction these days, especially with yep. TikTok and those like other. TikTok, apps. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, I, I honestly think, dude, that like TikTok and those apps might become illegal in the future, like considered like a narcotic, like a technical narcotic. It is absolutely insane. Like I've never downloaded TikTok. I don't have TikTok, and I they just banned it in Montana. Oh, it's did illegal they? to have in Montana. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's it's too much pleasure too fast. 
And especially if you're a kid but, growing up like that, it, your brain wires like that. So, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, in China, actually, though, they use TikTok the complete opposite way we do. They use it to teach actual, like, useful things to learn. And they don't do the stupid videos that are just polluting the youth's mind. Like, yeah. Amer- it seems like America's TikTok makes us more dumb, and the other countries aren't doing that, which is absolutely wild to me. Yeah, when I watch TikTok or those those funny videos, even on Instagram, I can feel my brain like stop doing stuff. I kind of just just <laughs> stop working. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching that all the time, you don't really feel it. But if you stay away and then go back into it, you could totally totally tell. I agree. I agree. All right. So yeah, we covered a lot. So you could check out Tony's. Uh, break channel on whatnot. Um, what's the name, Tony? It's uh, Baseline Breaks. It's all one word. Um, and then you can check me out. Same thing for Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, it's Baseline CEO. It's my personal Twitter. So if you ever have any questions or want to get in contact with me, that's the best way to reach me on, is on Twitter on my personal one. Cool. Yeah. So check out his breaks. Um, and I awesome. you can reach me on Instagram, Twitter. As usual, at LA Car Dude. Thanks, Tony. Really appreciate you being on, man. Right, thanks so much, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. All right, bro. You too. Bye. All right, bye.